On today's episode, Colin Delia carried the Chicago Blackhawks to a 4-3 shootout win over the Los Angeles Kings last night in his first NHL start in over three months. Patrick Kane also continued on his marvelous month of March with another two-point performance. And then yesterday, a couple of Blackhawks prospects advanced to the regional finals of the NCAA's Frozen Four tournament. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, March 25th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, And please go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. A quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And you can also go and leave me a review. Best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then please be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. If you haven't gotten the memo already, each and every episode from here on out is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it, folks. Go and smash the like button on this video as well. Go and leave me a comment down below. Feel free to leave me a review. And also, go and turn on those push notifications so you can be notified when the episode is uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. And as always, thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I apologize for not getting the episode out until uh, a little later in the afternoon today. I actually had to go to a hand doctor this morning uh, prior to going off to the day job for work. I don't know if you all can tell, but got this bump in the middle of my hand. I was playing golf the other day, took a couple of swings and something wasn't just feeling right. I ended up just kind of pushing through it. Uh, Probably not the smartest idea knowing what I do now, Um, but got an issue with my hand. I got a brace for it, a little small fracture in the middle of my hand. Um, so that's kind of the reason why this episode wasn't able to get out, uh, get put out earlier this morning. Also after back to back 9.30 PM starts and with, uh, last night's game against Los Angeles finishing up around 12.30 AM, um, I I really needed some sleep. So, uh, hit the hay right after the game. I'm not going to apologize for that because I desperately needed some sleep. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why the episode is coming out uh, after the workday here on Friday. But getting into the show today now, folks, I wanted to start by talking about, of course, the Blackhawks 4-3 to shootout victory last night over the Los Angeles Kings. And how about this, Blackhawks fans? The Hawks are now undefeated since the NHL trade deadline, also undefeated since I got my new locked-on hat, uh, the first one 
wound up on the ice at the United Center when Patrick Kane netted a hat trick against the New Jersey Devils a couple of weeks back. Um, but yes, the Blackhawks are still undefeated since the NHL trade deadline, a whopping 2-0. They're undefeated with my new hat. And the Tampa Bay Lightning and Brandon Hagel are 0-3 since the NHL trade deadline. So obviously the Blackhawks won the trade, right? Especially with what we've seen out of Taylor Radish in his first couple of games with the Blackhawks. I'll have plenty more on Radish coming up just a little bit later on in the show. Um, Hagel did score his first goal as a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday. For those of you who have not seen the clip on Twitter yet, nice shorthanded goal by Hagel. Uh, the Lightning unfortunately lost again. So the Blackhawks are 2 0 since the deadline. The Lightning are 0 3. That's hockey for you in a nutshell, folks. But what I wanted to begin today's episode with is first, the very impressive performance that Colin Delia, the real deal, put together last night in his first NHL start since New Year's Day, which, if you remember correctly, did not go all that well for Delia. He wound up stopping just four of the seven shots that he faced, ended up getting pulled after the first period against the Nashville Predators. It, it was ugly. But last night, Delia, I mean, he, he was really solid. And he faced a heavy dosage of shots. It's not like it was a, an easy night for him by any means. Um, he wound up stopping 43 of the 46, 46 shots that he faced to pick up the victory, his first up at the NHL this season. Uh, and another cool tidbit about Delia's performance last night, he grew up in Rancho Cucamonga, California, which is one of my favorite cities to say of all time, Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, but he's a California kid. So his parents were in attendance for last night's game. Uh, and he also was going up against childhood idol Jonathan Quick, who he managed to outduel and pick up the victory. So um, his parents in attendance taking a, a victory, picking up a victory over his childhood idol and one of his favorite teams growing up. Um, all in all, just a super cool moment for Delia. And, and I'm really happy uh, that he got to have a moment like this because it's been. Such a tough road for him these past couple of seasons after he stepped onto the scene in 2018, I believe it was. I think it was the 2018-19 season, if I'm correct. But he stepped onto the scene then. Uh, he flashed some good potential at a young age. But really, ever since, things just uh, haven't gone in his favor. He was in the running to be the starter for the Blackhawks coming into the beginning of last season. Unfortunately uh, for him, Kevin Lankinen ended up just kind of snatching the job and running away with it. Uh, and then even in the past couple of years down in Rockford, uh, Delia had not been performing all that well. Uh, he also had been kind of frustrated with the way the organization had been handling him. Um, he, he, you know, kind of spoke out about how he wanted an opportunity elsewhere. Didn't end up getting that, although the Blackhawks did put him through waivers uh, and he wound up clearing at the beginning of the season. So. It's just been a tough road for Colin Delia this last couple of seasons, and I'm, I'm super happy um, that he was able to have a moment like this last night. And he, he played really well. I mean, it's not like it was a fluke game or anything. No, he was the one that led the Blackhawks to victory. And all in all, I thought it was a, a really strong performance. He did kind of allow one bad rebound goal to Philip Deneau, former Blackhawk Philip Deneau, of course, who wound up striking his revenge. Uh, to Philip Deneau, now a 20-goal scorer for the LA Kings. Thanks a lot, Stan Bowman. Yeah, we really needed Dale Weiss and Tomas Fleischman. 
absolutely insane that that was the deal that Stan Bowman made for now, one of the best two-way centers in the National Hockey League. Anyways, aside from that rebound goal that Delia gave up to uh, Philip Deneau, uh, I thought he looked really sharp all in all, not only making 43 saves, um, but he kept his team alive when the Kings were surging hard in the third period. In the final 20 minutes of regulation, it really felt like the Blackhawks were just trying to hold on for dear life. So without Delia, they wouldn't have even got to overtime. Uh, and then in OT, he wound up making all the stops that he needed to. And all three uh, of the shots that he was faced against uh, faced in the shootout. So uh, Delia, I think he's the reason that the Blackhawks picked up the victory last night, to be honest, um, and kind of got shafted. He was named the third star of the game, but I really thought he should have been the number one star because, as I said, without his efforts in net, uh, I don't think the Blackhawks sneak away with their second consecutive victory out on the West Coast. The only reason they did was because of the performance they got from their netminders. So uh, kudos to Colin Delia, really cool moment. And uh, congratulations to him for playing so well and having a really cool moment uh, with his family in attendance and outdueling his childhood idol, John, uh, childhood idol, Jonathan Quick, in his first NHL start in well over three months. All right, there are some thoughts on Colin Delia leading the way to victory last night in Los Angeles. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to get into Patrick Kane continuing his marvelous month of March, plus Taylor Radish and Sam Lafferty proving they could be big part of a big part of the rebuild here in Chicago. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as college basketball's NCAA tournament is finally upon us. We're almost into the Elite Eight, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to even where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online just remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just basketball, from the NHL, UFC, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online where the game begins. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Moving on into segment two this afternoon. I also wanted to be sure to talk about Patrick Kane and this absolute tear that he's been on in the month of March. Last night, Kaner picked up his 21st goal of the season, uh, also added an assist on Alex Debrinkit's 36th tuck of the year. Uh, and per usual, the top line really led the way last night for the Blackhawks offense. No surprise there. They've only been doing that all season long now. Uh, so I really don't want to spend too much time on those three because at this point, it seems like a nightly thing that they're leading the way. And um, I, I really don't have all that much more to offer. Uh, you know, obviously, Debrink, it's amazing. One of the best goal scorers in the entire NHL at such a young age. Uh, Dylan Strom just keeps showing why the Blackhawks should be keeping him around going forward. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about with Patrick Kane for just a quick second is that in the month of March, Patrick Kane now has 23 points in 11 games played. I mean, to be averaging over two points per game 
for an entire month. I mean, we're only six days away from April here. It's not like we're a week or a week and a half into the month. No, Patrick Kane's been doing this for the entire month now. So, um, I mean, just continuing to show why, if you don't think he's the greatest American player already, which I do, you got to admit, once it's all said and done, he's undoubtedly going to be named the American GOAT. Uh, And also just proving that he's got a whole lot left in the gas tank going forward. Um, And Kaner, with his two points last night, he's now tied for 10th in the NHL with 76 points on the season uh, and really has a pretty realistic crack at the top five if he keeps performing this way. He's only four points back of Kyle Connor, who's currently fifth in the NHL in points. Um, And one thing I also wanted to talk about more so than just the points and the offensive production out of Kaner, um, I just love to see the intensity that he keeps playing with on a nightly basis, even though the season is, you know, already lost at this point, the Blackhawks aren't even close of sniffing a playoff run. Um, But Kaner, despite that fact, keeps bringing, you know, the same mentality and effort level each and every game. And you could just tell the passion that he still has for this game. I mean, last night uh, we saw him snap his stick over the bench after the Blackhawks gave up a bad shorthanded goal. Uh, we also saw him on the four check, which you never really see Kaner do all that often. And he even wound up throwing a hit in this one as well. So um, the guy, as I said, clearly, you know, still has all the passion in the world for the game of hockey. He still loves doing it, still loves doing it for the Chicago Blackhawks. And that's what I really love to see out of Kaner, you know, just continuing to show this kind of intensity. And after he scores goals, he always gives a big fist pump. He gets just as pumped up as if the Blackhawks were, you know, playing for something far more meaningful. Uh, So, you know, I I love to see that more so than the point production, honestly. And it's kind of a whole lot different than uh, what we're seeing and hearing out of the Blackhawks captain right now. But that's a conversation for probably another episode next week, I'm guessing. Um, But another couple of guys I wanted to be sure to talk about on the show today as well are Taylor Radish and Sam Lafferty, both of which were acquired from other teams by Kyle Davidson this season and have now come into Chicago and really made the most of their opportunities here so far. And I know Radish has only played in four games with the Blackhawks, uh, but once again, last night, he made a huge impact in Um, really keeps getting Blackhawks fans all over Chicago excited about his future. Radish picked up a primary assist on Lafferty's fourth tuck of the year, and that now gives Taylor four points in as many games here in Chicago. Radish also chipped in for five hits last night as well. So uh, in a couple of different ways, you know, he he just keeps making uh, his presence felt and keeps proving to be a, a pretty incredible addition up to this point. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because again, it's such a small sample size. He's only played four games. I understand that, but I just can't help but find myself getting giddy about the possibility of Radish being a, a really solid player for this Blackhawks team moving forward throughout the rebuild. So I love what I've seen so far, and hopefully he'll be able to keep that up because if he does, uh, he's definitely going to be a fan favorite here in Chicago moving forward. And for Sam Lafferty, I kind of think he's already in that boat, folks. I think he already is kind of a fan favorite here in Chicago. Last night, Lafferty was finally able to bury a golden scoring opportunity. Um, Seems like he's just been getting snake bit recently. 
Um, he's been getting, you know, basically every night, I feel like he's been getting his scoring chances, but just putting the puck past the goaltender has been a little bit of an issue for him up to this point. Um, but overall, another really strong outing, I thought, out of Sam Laffrey last night against the Kings. I love the physicality. I love the speed. I love the willingness to, you know, be physical and kind of do all the little things for this team. You know, he's like Kaner in a much different way, though. He's showing his passion out there on the ice. I love to see him, you know, stepping up for his teammates and getting in the face of his opponents whenever there's a skirmish. Everything about Sam Lafferty, I really love up to this point. And the best part is he's probably going to be a pretty darn cheap re-sign in the offseason if he wants to come back to Chicago. He is going to be an unrestricted free agent, so we will have his say in the matter. But man, Lafferty keeps making his presence felt all over the ice, especially with the speed. I mean, he is just absolutely buzzing out there. Uh, And if I were Kyle Davidson, I would be offering Sammy a contract literally tomorrow because I I really feel like he's just kind of, man, I've said this before and I don't want to compare the two players, but I feel like he's baby Brandon Hagel. Like he's just one of those guys who provides you with a little bit of everything, you know, can slot up and down the lineup, fourth line, second line. He can do it all really. So uh, I'm really hoping that Sam Lafferty will be continuing on his career here in Chicago past the end of this season. Also, I got to give credit to the fourth line for the Blackhawks last night as well, because uh, they had a really another solid outing too. Boris Kachuk, Reese Johnson, and Mackenzie Entwistle. They had a, a couple of really solid shifts that kind of helped turn the tides and Uh, kind of get momentum back into the Blackhawks' favor because at points in this game, especially in the third period and uh, in the latter half of the second, the Kings were coming with a strong push. And when Derek King elected to roll his fourth line out there, I thought they did a good job of, you know, keeping the play in the offensive zone. They cycled the puck well, uh, and they easily could have chipped in for a goal or two last night. Reese Johnson in particular uh, had a couple of great A scoring chances. He also led the Blackhawks with six hits. Mackenzie and Wessel chipped in for five. So uh, I definitely like to see this fourth line sticking together uh, going forward for at least another couple of games. Uh, and if they keep this up, you know, that's going to be a huge boost to the rest of the lineup, especially uh, if they can start chipping in a little bit more offensively because uh, the top line, as I've already talked about, is doing a lot, has been doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the offense throughout the course of the season. All right. There are a couple. Other things I wanted, uh, a couple of other takeaways I had from last night's shootout win over the Los Angeles Kings coming up in just a minute. I will also talk about a couple of updates on a few Blackhawks prospects that are taking part in the NCAA's Frozen Four tournament. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. I know we're getting into April, but if your resolution was about staying fit, or even eating healthier, Built Bar is going to help you stick to that resolution the rest of the year. You got to make sure to include Built Bar in your plan because right now you can be getting the best of both worlds with Built Bar. That's delicious and healthy. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars out there. And listen to these incredible flavors. It's going to be hard to believe that all of these are less than 200 calories and have over 20 grams of protein. You got cinnamon churro and coconut marshmallow. 
banana cream pie or cookies and cream. I mean, either way you choose, Built Bar is going to make it easier to stick to your plan because they taste so good. You're going to actually want to eat them, unlike some other protein bars out there, which can be chalky, dry, waxy, or even just taste like a chemical spill. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And for a limited time offer, go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKED15, one word LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today before I wrap things up and let you all go enjoy your weekends. I also wanted to be sure to provide a quick couple of updates on the NCAA's Frozen Four tournament, which if you've been listening to the show throughout the week first, thank you for doing so. I greatly appreciate the support. But if you've been listening to the show, then you know that five Blackhawks prospects are taking part in the Frozen Four tournament. Those five are Ryder Rolston and Landon Slager for Notre Dame, Wyatt Kaiser and Connor Kelly, two defensemen for the University of Minnesota Duluth. And then Slava Demin is also uh, playing for UMass Amherst as well. And Demin and UMass are actually, yeah, they're underway uh, right now in their first round matchup, actually. So best of luck to Demon and UMass Amherst. Uh, But yesterday, both Notre Dame and Minnesota Duluth managed to come away to victories, advancing to the regional finals of the Frozen Four. And first, for Minnesota Duluth, uh, their game, I believe, yeah, it was a two o'clock start yesterday. And early on in that contest, Blackhawks prospect Wyatt Kaiser took a scary hit into the boards. Uh, which resulted in a game misconduct for um, Michigan Tech forward Brian Hallinan, who, interestingly enough, is the leading scorer in the country at 5-on-5. So that was quite a massive loss for Michigan Tech the rest of the way. Uh, Unfortunately, Kaiser was okay. Uh, He was able to continue on for the remainder of the game uh, and wound up playing pretty solid to help the Bulldogs advance to the regional finals. Um, Kaiser, you know, he he didn't have any points or anything, but all in all, based on what I saw, uh, he played a sturdy game. Uh, mostly I thought he, he was, um, the most impressive on the power play. I really liked what I saw from him on the man advantage. He keeps his head up. Um, he, he moves the puck really well. He knows what to do with it. He doesn't hesitate. He's very patient at the same time. He's confident in his actions. Uh, and just overall has some really good offensive instincts. So I really liked uh, what I saw out of Wyatt Kaiser. I've watched him a couple of times this year, and uh, each time I watch him, I just get more and more impressed. I really believe he has all the tools to be a solid player one day down the road uh, and definitely is one of the most, if not the most, intriguing defenseman prospect the Blackhawks have in their system right now. And then for Landon Slager, Ryder Rolston in Notre Dame yesterday, um, it was the Landon Slager show, first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, watching this game. It was all about Landon Slager. He was an absolute menace on the ice yesterday. He was everywhere. 
and I, in my opinion, I thought he was the best player on the ice. And I saw a couple of other uh, scouting people on Twitter um, basically say the same thing. They thought Landon Slager was by not by far the best player on the ice. Um, he wound up scoring Notre Dame's first goal of the game to tie things up one to one. A nice forehand backhand maneuver off the rush. Uh, and then actually, it looked like Slager had scored the game-winning goal right as time expired in regulation. But after like, it, it was literally like a 10-minute review. I don't even think like the NCAA was having a meltdown there because the game clock was separate from uh, the red light buzzer that, that's right behind the net. Those two were not linked up at the same time. So they had to check a bunch of different things to make sure they had the time right. Uh, eventually. They wound up ruling it no goal, saying that Slager had scored after time had expired. Uh, but that actually allowed his older brother, Graham, who's the captain of Notre Dame, to be the hero. Uh, and good for him. He's the senior leader for his team. Uh, Graham wound up scoring the game-winning goal there in overtime uh, to advance Notre Dame to the regional finals as well. Um, but just a, a really strong performance out of Landon Slager yesterday. And like Wyatt Kaiser, he's still only a sophomore in college, uh, but keeps showing, you know, he's got the tools to be an effective player one day down the road for the Blackhawks. He may not have the highest of offensive ceilings, but he has a, a really well-rounded game uh, and can kind of provide you with a little bit of everything. He's a big boy. He's physical. He's also got some good defensive instincts for being so young. Uh, so I think he's probably, probably projects more as a, a middle six to bottom six role player at the NHL level. Um, but, you know, the Blackhawks, they need to round out that roster as much as possible. That's why guys like Sam Lafferty, Taylor Radish, heck, even Boris Kachuk, that's why those guys are so enticing right now because we need to build better around our big guns. We know what Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett are going to do, and hopefully Dylan Strom will be part of that group as well. But now it's about giving them complimentary pieces. like. We haven't had a well-rounded forward group in seemingly forever. So uh, that's why I'm very excited for a guy like Landon Slager to step on the scene in a couple of years. I'm also obviously excited for uh, Wyatt Kaiser uh, on the defensive side of things, on the back end for the Blackhawks. Uh, and a couple of strong performances out of both of them yesterday. And it should be fun to see them in their next matchup. Uh, both For both of them, that's going to come on uh, Saturday afternoon to try to advance to the Frozen Four. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, March 25th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and check out Locked On Blackhawks right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast as host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone will help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And don't forget, that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is going to be Mailbag Monday. So for any questions you have regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. 
can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts. You can leave a comment down below if you're watching the video version of this, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, everyone, enjoy your weekends. Let's go Hawks. Let's go keep this winning streak alive on the, uh, out on the West Coast. Let's pick up a big win over a slumping Vegas Golden Knights team. And once again, thank you all for listening to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.